Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Fabulicious. Fabulini. Wait, Teresa's dating someone. (gasps) Who? That youngin that she was pictured with or a new man? No, I think a new, like, Jersey Italian guy. Hot. He looked, let me look. Yeah, look him up. I think Melania is in. It's going to be a good talking point. Yeah, I think Melania is in Italy. She and Gia are, I think all the girls are. Oh my God, fun. I'm jealous. How'd How'd they get that permit? Yeah, how are they? I thought we weren't allowed to go to Italy. Maybe because he's a citizen? What is up with that? Okay, because like all summer, I feel like I've been told and into the fall, I've been told like, we're American. So we're not allowed to like actually cross foot and like set foot into any other countries. Wait, move it to the. Do you see him? He looks like he's on Jersey Shore. Yeah, I'm into it. His name's Louis. What does his shirt say? Does it say Mo Rose? Yeah. Okay, actually can die. <laughs> you can go but, jump off of <laughs> I know, like literally swan dive. But a sinkhole. Um a rat filled sinkhole. A rat a rat king. hmm But yeah, like so then all of a sudden I heard that we're not allowed anywhere, but then I just see people like going to other countries NBD. So is that a lie? Yeah. I'm confused too, because I see like people casually in Europe right now, yeah. or like to, or like Tulum. And yeah, I'm just like, oh yeah, okay. Mexico. I've seen a lot of people go off to Mexico. People, <laughs> by the way, this is Carrie. <laughs> this is Lara. And you're and watching. We, we actually don't know. 
you're watching oh my god I, I don't know you're watching the wall you're staring at the wall wondering what the point of life is but we're you're here watching to the wire you, you're watching the wire and you're listening to tbd sexy unique podcast sexy unique podcast we're gonna be recapping the real housewives whoop, of whoop, salt lake whoop, city whoop, baby whoop, 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 whoop. we're watching the we can call it um we can do an on-air brainstorm. We can call it the Tough Tabernacles <laughs> or like <laughs> Tough Tabernacles <laughs> reminds me of Tough Titties and I'm literally just tough seeing t- that's why I said it. huge nips right now. Like tough nips. I, tough, tough titties. Tough, <laughs> tough titty. Tough Tabernacles. What it, Mormon uh, ladies. The Good Mormon girls. Good Mormon to you. Top of the Mormon to you. <laughs> Top of the <laughs> I don't want to type that out every time. No. Salty salty ladies. Salty ladies. Salty queens of Salt Lake City. I don't know. Salty <laughs> or salty Utah queens. How about just salty Utah queens? Salty Utah queens is actually really good. <laughs> They are salty Wait, Utah queens. Let's go back and then introduce it as Okay, we'll go back, Mexican. but I want every I think we should keep this in because it's really like a glimpse into salty. the creative process of two geniuses. Salty Utah Queen. <laughs> okay, okay. Now we'll okay, okay, officially I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're, and listening, you're listening to, to Sexy, sexy unique, unique Podcast. podcast. Salty, Salty Utah, Utah Queens. Queens. <laughs> hey, they are. They really they're, are. They're, t- they're a bunch of tough broads. They are fraudulent. They are. They are Western. <laughs> they are. They're descended you know, of pioneers, which they are literal descendant, like ancient Mormon milia- lineage. Huge shout out to pioneers for pioneering just some truly crazy shit. True shout out to Joseph Smith's bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Shout out, to, shout Howard out to Howard Hughes. Um, where were we? Um, we were just talking about oh covid were we (laughs) (laughs) we were talking about how how why are there so many people in tulum right now oh yeah like it really does seem the gays are the gays have taken mexico by storm yeah mexico is a gay hot spot always has been but now always has been and um yeah you can't stop you can't stop the gays from group they trips can't, they can't be tamed they can't be tamed and, and even in the time of a pandemic and even if you think like if you're listening and you're like no i know some gays and like they're being totally low-key and like not doing anything jokes on fucking you because they're getting together and hanging out they're hanging hard i've fucking seen it there's <laughs> i've been privy i've been privy to some gay hangs thank god but not very many and i can tell you the gays are hanging the gays are hanging and they're all hanging without you yeah they are straight <laughs> ladies have probably it's like i feel like covid has driven 
gays and the women that love them apart. Like it's driven a wedge between them and the gays have really found solace in each other. And women like me who depend on the love of gay men to survive have really just had to find (laughs) it in my dog. (laughs) I'm sorry. Tony is my new gay. He's He's like my one gay. And then I have like, I'm really just like, thirsting and hurting for gay hangs i know so this is just a plea to any of our gay listeners think not just about yourselves right now but about the women who need the women in your life that i've tried i've tried to be i've tried to be give you that gay energy in this time as much as i can but yeah and i know like we at least get to see each other on once in a while and and we hang in person like once in a while yeah we've like had brief hellos on a patio but like i mean i'm fucking starved i'm we had our we had our we had our we had our park hang we did have a park hang though Tony. we saw a nameless celeb (laughs) we saw an iconic i'm gonna say it yeah okay enough we saw fucking jamila jamil at a park i won't say what park it was but Laura and Simon and I saw Jamil and <laughs> Jamil Jamila and her boyfriend and I their know. dog. And I, she that's... walked right. She walked right by us and her mask was half off and she smiled. And that I've seen her at that park multiple times. And I've told you, I was like, Jamila is always at this park. And we went and sure enough, there she was. <laughs> she was there. <laughs> she was there. Like I was. It was one of those things when you told me, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, we probably won't see her. And we literally saw her, no, like, within, like ten, within 10 minutes of being there. I was like, there's, me, Jam- there's Jamila. Jamila and I are on, like, a very similar that park wavelength. Like, mm-hmm. we, are, we like, magnetically draw each other to that You do. Mm-hmm. You're, you don't follow the same, like, Munchausen timeline of her, but, like, no. you, you follow the same, like, bring my adorable dog to the park timeline absolutely and to be quite honest i'm shocked to see her even out and about in these covid times because i would think with someone like her who has suffered nothing but you know injury after injury and woe and And probably yeah and don't you think that she of all people would have the most like pre-existing conditions that covid would just love nothing more than to feast on I would think that Jamila would be like caved up right now. I know. I was I was like honestly kind of shocked, but that's none of my business. And it's none of my I'll, business. I'll leave I'll leave that up to the to the real heads. <laughs> to the gods. <laughs> I'll leave it in the hands of fate. But I will say seeing Jamila out and about made me feel like I wanted to be a COVID denier. Because I was like, right. if Jamila's out just living, laughing and parking mask off then perhaps it points to another situation going on but uh, yeah i mean with with the actual pandemic and more to do with with her it's either way it's interesting that's all i'm gonna say and if one oh it was for sure shocking true it makes the other one true so you guys do the math i don't know we're not we're not doctors we're not scientists we're just reporting what we see we're we're two wily reporters on the hot on the trail Mm-hmm. and i felt like true gossip like i wanted to send a tip in when i saw like i never i've seen a lot of celebs in la since i've moved here and i've never wanted to send a tip in more than when i saw her but i, I didn't 
You did take a low key pick. I loved that. I did. We'll always have that beautiful. <laughs> we'll always have the pick. I did, but I would never share. No. Just um, that anyway. That's, that's our. But yeah, experience. Gia and Gia and I think all the girls are there. I love that for them. Where does he live? He lives in like Santa Cruzaline. Santa Cruzaline. Oh, he's back in the the true motherland. I think they're the city they're closest to is Milan. Milan. But um, or no, the city they're closest to is Florence. No, they're Naples? in Naples. <gasps> Napoli. Oh, I think they're, oh, I think they're, they're like, Napoli. Okay, they're like that Southern makes sense because Naples is kind of like a Naples. I believe is a mafia hotspot. That I'm yeah, just, I think that, I don't know that I don't know. This is based on just not, TV that I've watched. Yeah. This we're is not based making on any, we're not me making watching The Godfather and My Brilliant Friend, and then deducing right now in the little bit of how Jersey Housewives for me to declare that Naples is the hot spot of mafia activity. Napolini, um, <laughs> Napolini. Perhaps Napolini. They'll stay, perhaps they'll stay there if, if the country shuts down again. I think that they should. I think it's a great way to broaden their horizons. I would encourage them to learn Italian. And like, I could see them just being fabulous. I mean, they're going to be fabulous no matter what country they're in. But I would love an Italian sojourn for them. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I hope one of the Giudice girls becomes an Elena Ferrante and writes about her Mm -hmm. time there. Maybe one of them will like fall in love with like an Italian prince. (sighs) That would be iconic i would love uh, anyone who's making my brilliant friend if any of the crew listens to this podcast you need to cast I, one of those girls as like yeah. a bit part i mean you gotta have gia, gia at least a, melania is like melania is a born is actor yeah she is actually italy gia i read recently is a registered republican mm. not that that matters but I, you know I'm not surprised. I think that they're all fairly Trumpy. Yeah. Well, Teresa was on The Apprentice. Yeah. And honestly, it's weird. Like, I just, I don't hold it against them. I expect it. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm hmm. But yeah, I wish, I wish Tree well in her new romance. Mm hmm. And I hope she's I wish, getting pounded by. I hope she's getting railed <laughs> by Louise. Italian beef. Yeah, and I hope I and hope the girls having a fun time their... while the girls are away. Yeah, she's totally going out all the time, mask free. Don't wouldn't you? If I was Teresa and I just got out of jail, and my husband that destroyed my life was in another country taking care of my girls, I would be going buck fucking wild right now. Yeah, like ecstasy. COVID be damned. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, popping Molly, partying like it's nineteen ninety nine, and mm-hmm. just taking it from all angles from every yeah. hot young jersey italian man i can yeah. swing like four you're the mother of four children you have your whole life ahead of you the girls are off in italy with their father and like now it's time to just it's like time to play it's time to get that soprasada <laughs> <laughs> time to get that italian pastrami time to get get that salami have someone eat your mortadella if you know what i'm saying have someone come and fry your panine (laughs) i want a panine oh my panine i i haven't heard much of danielle her 
kind of unhinged. She's been silent since her like unhinged podcast episode about Andy Cohen <laughs> came out, where Wait, she was like, she- <laughs> "We were, we were, the man we called Daddy." That was the title of it. Oh, you don't like survive long after an Andy Cohen attempted takedown. No, that's just facts. She was like, she sounded pretty like unwell in that in that recording. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she sounded unwell before, but that, but I, that was, was like I was just the like, cherry on top. she sounded like Alex. She sounded like, uh, Alex Glenn, Jones, Glenn Close and fatal attraction on that. When she's like, <sighs> when Michael Douglas hears that tape and mm-hmm. she's like, you know what you are? I bet you, you're a cock sucking fag. <laughs> you don't even like girls. Wait, did Do you remember that part? That was I so scary. I remember that part. I need to rewatch that movie because it's been <gasps> a few years, <sighs> but it's time for a revisit. Did Danielle only put out like one, but that was like the last episode she put out, or has she been consistently putting out content since then? I don't know. The Stobheads listening, do you, can you attest to that? Because I, I don't know. I feel yeah, I like she, I feel like she did that episode and then like got some backlash because she was talking about like, gaze the god of the gaze well she was talking about like she (laughs) she was talking about like gaze and their like drug habits and (laughs) how it was a bad how he was a bad example for his son and like all this like she was like yeah she She literally bit the hand that feeds her like she would be nothing without the lgbtqia plus community I, I just heard snippets, but she was like, well, I would say that a man having masseuses and boys, a revolving door of young boys over for, for, you know, drugs and sex is not the best example for his baby son. I was like, damn. Says the woman who had it, Danny. Who was like, come on. Had literally Danny. Danny who? Provenzano? Danny Provenzano around his teen daughters. Yeah. And making her daughters like hug random bodyguards. Yeah. Danielle is not to we will not throw stones at either end but like Danielle but also she has no leg to stand on no to be making claims but but whatever but that's that's my only but we need to talk about guys okay we're gonna be recapping the real housewives of Salt Lake City it's I just saw we both just watched the new episode the first episode like i i saw people on twitter freaking out about it and i was like oh it's because i i saw the trailer and i was like eh, it looks yeah, okay same and then i started seeing people i really value their opinion being like this is god tier housewives mm-hmm. and i was like okay this is hype like i'm gonna have to see this for myself and i was not expecting what came because it was this is the this takes housewives to another strata. Yeah. This is what we've all put in the work for and like what we've invested our time for as fans to like get back. Yeah. This is like what you get. Like this is what Vanderpump always should have been what we thought we were laying the groundwork for. Yeah. No, this is like everything. And you watched it and then texted me and you were like, you have to watch this show. Like it's so good. And then when Carrie tells me that I listen and I watched it and then we weren't even going to recap it, but I was like, we have, we have, there's just so much no to choice. talk about. We have no choice. It is our, it is our duty. And we to, had several, several listeners message me saying, you and Laura have, please, can you recap Salt Lake yeah. City? Social so, media demanded it. The fans demanded it. The subheads demanded. And you know what? 
I love giving the people what they want. So we're heading to Utah, guys, for the foreseeable future. I'm excited to do, I mean, we've done it with Vanderpump Rules, like you do it, but it's nice to do a show that we're all watching together. Yeah. Like we're all watching at the same time. Like it's rare that we do that. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to stay in the present and, and also be in the future because this show is the future. It is the future. Of Bravo. Mm -hmm. And you know what it is? It's, it's the religious element. It's the, it's the, the Mormon element it's just utah is such a it's so like no one really knows much about salt lake city it's sort of a mysterious city to so many including myself mm-hmm. utah I think it just is really has, random like i it, just drove through there when i went on a road trip with my sister and i was both blown away but terrified and i've scary. come away from this show in salt lake city in general i'm like let's be real salt lake city is actually like scary town mm-hmm. but it's like cozy and terrifying, which is a fun mix. I drove through Utah two years ago on a road trip and I was blown. I was equally like scared, but I was also like this. I could see why people would see this as the promised land. It's God's country. It's so it really, beautiful. And it's has unbelievably so many pretty. different, like so many different landscapes that are just like fully out of fucking control. Yeah. That if I were a pioneer, Like, think about being a pioneer and you literally have to load your family into a covered wagon and pray that, like, your horses, like, don't die on the Oregon Trail. And I guess you're just, do you even know what you're searching for? Did they have maps back then? I don't know. But you're just, like, trotting along, getting bumped around in, like, a cabin, or not even a cabin, a covered wagon for days, months, maybe even a year. Until finally you reach this like wild land that's unlike any other landscape you've ever seen. I too would be like, hey, I dug in the ground and found some rocks and it's actually God talking to me. Which I think is what that Joseph Smith guy did. Well, two things. It does actually, when I was driving through, I kept thinking like, wow, this actually does look like, I mean, I've never been to like the Middle East, you know, like. No, I've never been to like Israel. I've never like been to Palestine. East. I've never like the biblical lands of the Bible. Yeah. And it actually, but from what I've seen of it, it really, Utah kind of looked like it. So I can see why they like thought, but Joseph Smith, I would say if anyone's interested, I'm, I'm, another great podcast recommendation is the last podcast on the left, which is a really cool podcast. They're pretty big and they do like, they cover scary historical things and murders and supernatural, but they did a four part um, intensive dive into the Mormon, the history of Mormonism. Ooh. And it's, it's, it takes a while to l- get through it, but it's so fascinating. They've all like done all their research and it's a wild ride. Like it's truly Joseph Smith is insane. And he actually started in upstate New York. Okay. Yeah. And so then he, they, like, they he had to claimed, leave also because didn't they have to yeah, leave because everyone was like, get the fuck out of here. Joe. Yeah. They were, they were like, they were like saying they were crazy for this. Yeah. And so they had to go find, (laughs) I mean, he's, as we find out, as I didn't know this, but you you really find out that Joseph Smith, his family, like they were sort of into like, I won't get too far into it, but they were into kind of like the occult him growing up. He was, they were into, they were farmers and they were, they sort of worshiped the almanac, like the farmer's almanacs. And they were kind of into the myth, mysticism and the occult. So he was, and they were sort of, 
it was they were a little bit snake oil salesman y. Yeah. So I, mean, I think not to offend any Mormon listeners, because I every religion is like snake oil salesman, but um yeah. But or at least the the beginnings of it, you kind of have to be a salesman, even if your religion's true. The way I be. grew up, Southern Baptist, they have no bandwidth for anything outside of the teachings of Jesus Christ and the Bible. And I grew up being told, like at a very young age, was like Mormonism is a cult, like blah blah blah, they're crazy. So that's like kind of how I've always viewed that religion. But, but basically, honestly, anyone that's in any religion is pretty nuts. And I like seeing these women who it's a diverse bring, cast. It's a diverse cast, and they bring they're the ones who are like Mormon. Like I'm like, oh, I could hang out with these people. Like I just think of Mormons as being like coming to your door. But they're well, no, there's not a even. Lo- I just think of them as being like a bunch of girls in prairie dresses being married to like an old crispy looking man. Well, that's, yeah, that's like the Jeff, uh, what's that? The that's guy like who big love. Yeah. That, that one guy, I mean, there's, there's militant factions of it. I think that are like not most Mormons, I think are not obviously like that, but I mm-hmm. think every religion has, you know, an extreme, uh, offshoot of it. But the women yeah. on this show, I think are pretty chill. They're pretty but chill in ta- the big toss up that you would expect the person to be a Mormon who's married to their grandpa is actually just like a Pentecostal, like Christian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so okay, I was like, so I love in, that twist. Well, so, okay. So we got our cast of characters. We have, first off, we have Jen. Her, her tagline is in this town, I'm queen bee and MVP. <sighs> Which is like, okay. Jen anyone Shaw. can say that. She's from Hawaii originally. She's Tongan, Hawaiian and Chinese. And she's a former Mormon who's mar- now married to a Muslim man, and she converted to Islam. Sheik. So she's sheik. She has two sons. They seem really rich and really happy. And he's a basketball coach. A football she a coach. Com- she runs a company. Wh- and her company is like an event company. Uh, it's really yeah. unclear what she does. I, kind of I'm like, where do they get? their money from because they seem really wealthy but i'm like where is the money coming from i mean he they have a chalet in sun valley like that's that's like some of the most expensive like ski prop like place resorts in the country yeah in the world. so like telluride sun Valley, like those are like sundance like those are like super expensive mm-hmm. so like, i'm like have, yeah where what's happening is this event company who like what's going on i'm loving it but i'm also like i want more info yeah i like the mystery i like that she well the reason why she so she said she switched she converted to islam because um the mormon faith was not tolerant of her marrying a black man and she felt to her she felt she couldn't be in a religion that didn't couldn't tolerate like her husband or her children Mm-hmm. so that's why she left so she so there's there's lots of like different everyone has a different relationship to mormonism who are mormon or war mormon yeah um and jen has an i like jen's attitude she really like she gives me kimura life in the fab lane energy mm-hmm. which is an energy yeah. that i've been craving for almost a decade now that was such a good show was yeah such a good show she's like Definitely going to be 
kind of I think she's going to be the glue of the group, but also one of the main sources of drama. She's one to watch. She's one to watch. Mm-hmm. She's going to, I think she's going to be around for a few seasons. Definitely. We'll just say that. I wasn't loving her like STD misinformation that yeah. she did to her sons. That con- I was like, wait, that's the only weird moment that, that I had was Jen talking to her youngest son. She was like, if you kiss someone, you can get herpes and maybe AIDS. I was like, uh, that is only half true. And if I were Twitter, I would have to flag it for disinformation. Yeah, that was troubling. And um, don't love like AIDS panic in the first four minutes of a show, like introducing <laughs> someone. Her older son, who is, I believe, in medical school, was like, when she said that, he was like, uh, he was yeah. like, oh, that's not true. Like he was, he caught her immediately, but it was weird. But I like she the way that dumb. her kids deal with her being that she's like, have you heard about sexting? And like the way they kind of troll her. I was like, I love yeah, these the, kids. Yeah, they're she's funny sons. Yeah. Jen's she's one to watch. She's I was definitely the like STD thing was made me sort of dubious of her. But you know what? But then she redeemed herself and I completely forgot about it. Like, me too. It was really only in rewatching the episode to take notes that I remembered. And then I was like, ew. But then I got, I was, I'm over it now. Yeah. I've love, forgiven love and forgotten. Jen. Love Jen. So next we go to Lisa. No, Heather is next. Oh, Heather's next. Sorry. And wait, what's Heather's? Her tagline is just like my pioneer ancestors, I'm trying to blaze a new trail. Oh, I love. And she, when she means her pioneer ancestors, she literally means her pioneer her ancestors. Her literal pioneer. So says, Heather Heather is... We'll meet her cousin Whitney, who's one of the other housewives. But Heather and Whitney's family are related to um, Joseph Smith and Brigham Young's bodyguard. Love. He's like, he's like a superhero in the Mormon faith. So they're like a famous Mormon family. And she was married to a family called the gay family who you can tell this detail to. The gay family is Mormon royalty and Heather married into the family and they made their money because her ex-husband, because now they got divorced, but her ex-husband's great, 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 whatever fourth grandfather was Howard Hughes's chauffeur. Oh, chauffeur. And okay. he, Howard Hughes, by the way, had $11 billion in that time, which is insane. I just, I looked it up. Whoa, I just got like crazy <laughs> scalp chills because that's like a trillion dollars nowadays. Yeah. I mean, he's insane, but, or, it, but he, he was, left, uh, he was insane. He, he left, left a ton of money to their family. So then they became like a really wealthy family. I love that. And also, that's like, I would Sweet. fully be a Mormon for life if that happened to my family because I guess what Heather says is that like attaining perfection is a Mormon pastime and Mormons believe that like the better of a Mormon you are like the more rewards like you'll get Truly in life. Paymon so that's coin. actually they their Paymon coins paid the fuck off from yeah, Howard they, Hughes from crazy that, old Howard Hughes. <laughs> Howard Hughes <laughs> Just was a fan of the Mormon faith because of this guy. And he just was like, he literally, I think, left like half of his fortune to this family. Left so the family. So, but did he care yeah. about Mormonism or was he more just like, I love my driver. I literally get in the car and you take me where I need to go. No, she said he was a he was a fan of the Mormon faith. Like he was oh. into he was like he was tickled by the Mormons. So he, he was like, 
love this for you guys, not for me, but here's some money and like live, laugh, lab. I love that. Such an eccentric billionaire move, which it shouldn't be eccentric. Honestly, that's kind of how I feel about people. Like, I'm trying more and more to adopt that feeling about like Trumpers where I can be like, love that for you. And like, but I can't get quite to that level. But I'm not like, there. I love, I love them- the love that for you outlook on like just other people that you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that because you don't hear that a lot. Like a, a a long loyal like chauffeur or like an assistant or something gets rewarded like that. Like that's you hear about it sometimes, but like that's like someone. I bet someone like someone would see that as like, oh, just typical Howard Hughes being weird, leaving all his money to some like, but it's like, no, that's he probably really loved him. Yeah. For a man that literally lived like in quarantine for the last part of his life, his driver is like, you need that driver. Yeah. But imagine becoming generationally wealthy from. Yeah. From like Howard Hughes. That's a crazy story. Anyway, so Heather is divorced from him, but she runs a, a very successful um, Botox and like esthetician company called Beauty Lab, which I'm dying to try. Me too. It's I'm worth ready twenty million dollars to go into Beauty Lab and have her pluck and suck every bad part of me into Mormon perfection. Heather is a kind of lax Mormon. Like she drinks, she has, she offers champagne at her lab. Her, mm-hmm. her stop for the her laboratory. Her laboratory. I think. I think she's like, kind of like a cool, like a place where Mormons can go and like let their hair down. Mm-hmm. Um, they need a respite from being like so nice. Mormon all the time. Yeah, <laughs> being really nice all the time. And also, I was like, she has three daughters, and they go in for facials. And I was like, I'm obsessed with her daughters just getting like full access to the beauty lab. Yeah, and she, it does. It's really. It seems like it's. What I liked was it was cool that all the women have their own like company, basically. Yeah. Which is cool. Like they're all entrepreneurs. Heather looks wild. <laughs> she's like built like a linebacker, but like yeah. God love her, she's one of my favorites. I think she's my favorite woman. Like she's my favorite. That I could see myself hanging out with and having like a really fun time with. Yeah, and just being like, we get along, we care about a lot of the same stuff. Like, yeah, you get she, it, and you're not like a psycho, and we can laugh and like. She's really cute. She's like, she kind of reminds me of Heather Thompson from Roni. Mm-hmm. She's like, just she's very unabashed. She's she likes to tell people. She tells us that she loves black people and loves homosexuals. Mm-hmm. So. So I'm like, I'm down. I feel like we could watch TV together and have fun. Her and Jen are, I think, the best friends of of everyone in the group. Yeah. Then we meet Meredith and her family. What's Meredith's tagline? Meredith says, hers is bad. It says, jealousy is a disease, to which I say, get well soon. Okay, well. To, to which I say. To which I say. That also is like anyone could say that. Yeah, that was pretty bad. But Meredith but, is <laughs> Meredith is like she looks so good. Mm-hmm. She's forty eight. 
and yeah. she's married. She and her husband, her family is from Chicago. They're Jewish, I think. Mm-hmm. And they have recently relocated in the last like seven years to becoming like bi regional. Like they live in <laughs> Chicago and Salt and Lake mm-hmm. and Utah or, or they live in Sun Valley or Park City. Park City. Isn't Sun Park Valley City. in Idaho? Yeah, you're right. Sorry. They live in Park City. Park Siddle. She she owns a really successful jewelry Clothing company store. Yeah, I was like unclear on what exactly it is she owns because she was like, we dress Charlize, Scarlet, Rihanna, and Rihanna, and I was like, for what though? I think it's a store, but we'll. F- I'm sure we'll find out more. Her business is like popping off apparently, but it becomes very clear in the first like five minutes of meeting her that her family is somewhat in a dysfunctional place because her husband, Seth clearly hates his life and her son, Brooks, who's her 21 year old gay son, literally is living in gay hell. He's taken, he's taken a year off of going to college and he's living at home but I feel like the parents and from what I see like this season on SLC, it looks like Seth and Meredith are going to get divorced or like at least separated. And I feel like Brooks is now having to be like the gay son that she can lean on for everything. But I don't necessarily think that that's like in his best interest. No. And he just, I'm like, that's a very specific kind of gay hell that he's in. Yeah. So yeah, I pray for Brooks. I'm praying for Brooks. Brooks. So she has three kids. Brooks is her middle. All her kids are like beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they're a I think stunning Seth family. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was in, I was very into Seth, even though he wears his sunglasses, like weirdly up on I know. his forehead. I was like, why are they up so high? I don't get it, but their love house that for is you. my favorite. So yeah, Seth is, his company is still, he's starting a new company back in Chicago where they're from. So he's basically, it sounds like they moved here to be on the show. I think Meredith had like a, I think they had like a, a, their home away from home was in Utah, but I think, and that's where, but I think they like fully moved there like to be on the show. And I think that's why Brooks took a semester off because I think he wants to be on the show. That's what, that's my theory. Your theory. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was like, what is this store? Like, is her store only like seasonal? Like it, she said it only, I think it only operates from like, Oh yeah. She was, she said our busiest season is from. Yeah. December. So it to sounds March. like they, it sounds like they live in Utah because two of her kids are in college or the, I guess all of her kids are out of the house now. Um, but it sounds like her business was mainly operating during like the winter season. So now, but I, I just have a feeling they moved to be here like full time. That's yeah, my theory. I could see that. She and they all then embark on this like farcical hike where they like drive to a field and walk around it. And I was like, this hike freaks me out. I've thought about their hike so many times since Thursday. And like, it wasn't, it was like not a hike. No, they go on a hike. The three of them go on the hike and they're driving and Brooks looks out the window and he goes, Oh my God, look at so many cows. (laughs) Oh my God. There's so many cows. Dad, when are you leaving a, like I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow bud and he's like you're leaving tomorrow wow wow and then they get to the snow and they're like walking around 
and they see like a dog footprint, like a paw print, and then they have no idea what it is. <laughs> and it's like it's a bear. Brooks goes, "Oh my god, is that a bear?" <laughs> His dad is like, "Whatever it is, it's huge." He was like, "You should have it attack you, then you can get some viral followers." And Brooks is like, "Dad, don't even joke about that." He's always telling his dad not to like make these dark jokes, and I feel like Brooks hates his dad because his dad is causing his mom a lot of distress or like they're having a distressed relationship and he's much closer to his mom and yeah. like this hike where they then linked arms and just walked around circles on a flat field on seemingly no path was like that yeah, is what like was that? what is that it was it, it was, was a walkabout it was a total walkabout i wrote save brooks brooks also meredith goes brooks is uh taking time off from home but now he has time to do my makeup she goes hashtag blessed i was like oh god i'm telling you save brooks save brooks from himself and his family and his mother and his mother meredith says it definitely is a calm place for me about utah love that for her but there's clear like she's expressed like she's like the husband's like i'm definitely undersexed and overworked right now and she was like, don't say that. That's embarrassing. Who's cheating on who, though? Do we think, think that he's cheating or she's cheating or they're both cheating? I think they're both cheating. They both seem like they're getting their private. Maybe with. she's just cheating, though. She could be. Well, they make it seem from like the coming, like coming this season that she's the one that's cheating because like he's like, you won't show me your phone, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like. They might just both be having I like he probably has like a second life. Yeah. He seems like a second family kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Second life. <laughs> life part um, de. Life part de. So that, yeah. that's Meredith. Meredith is definitely the like kind of uppity one of the group or like the demure one. Like she's she's sort of the I think they want her to be sort of the audience proxy because she's so neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to Lisa. Lisa, what's her tagline? Lisa says, when you take cheap, sh- cheap shots, you always get a hangover. Oh, yeah. That one was my favorite. So Lisa's interesting. She's a Jewish New Yorker. She has like a total like she sounds like she's on Real Housewives of New Jersey. Mm hmm. She and her family, she's married to a man. They have two sons and they own like several tequila businesses, but they're Mormon and she can, her family, she moved to Utah when she was in high school and her family converted to Mormonism and they became like radicalized. Jewish by heritage, Mormon by choice. Lisa is extreme. I like can't put my finger on her because like I want to, Sometimes I wish I think that she's chic, but then I see her house decor and it's like she has word art in like her son's bedroom. She has hustle and grit over her son's respective beds. Hustle over her like three-year-old son's bed Mm -hmm. (laughs) when she went to go wake him up and she's like, oh, wake up. And he's like. He like was crying and I was yeah. like, honey, buckle up. This is about to get far worse than you getting woken up at 745 a.m. And then she wakes her other son up and she goes, "Ugh, bad breath, bad, bad hair. breath and bad hair. <laughs> so Lisa, Thanks. 
Lisa has a really tall, kind of slender man husband, but he's kind of he's kind of sexy. You're into him. I am. He scared me. He's like Walking Dead to me. Like he's like, you know those men who has, are husbands he just has that BDE. are. Does he? He seems to me like there's sometimes I see someone's husband and you know like, I feel like this is a common thing where like the wife's energy and like vivaciousness just eclipses their very being and then they just become a stick figure man and you never know like what they're thinking or like feeling Mm -hmm. or doing in life like and they just go through motions and like i guess live the rest of their lives that way he is like that kind of man Mm -hmm. yeah i see that too how does that happen to you as a man I, yeah, he's he's either like a total dud or he's just like some some partners are awkward in front of the camera. Yeah, he's just a freak off the leash when the cameras aren't on. Like, yeah, he's like the most well, he, outgoing guy. He needs to well, learn how to step up his game because he scared me. Well, I was scared. of Lisa is probably my least favorite, just not because of what I'm about to articulate, but because of something she does later. But um, she takes her husband and her get in the Porsche and they drive to like a fast food like area mm-hmm. where they hit up four different fast foods, like a Taco Bell, a Wendy's, a crumb donut and something else. And she's Sonic. like, I don't cook. I don't cook. I don't make breakfast for my kids. Like we only eat fast food and like take out. I was, I was, I was mad respect of that vibe because that's literally on like, I was into that periods of like, i was horrified darkness. by the fast food like four, four stop go four drive throughs was my equivalent of like going on an insane postmates binge where i'm like i need a cheese plate from this place a bottle of wine from here and a little bit of donuts for today and the next day like i'll just like i've gone yeah. into like really dark corners of postmates and lisa expressed that kind of energy for me in the scene and i was like okay yeah no Where i'm i'm like <laughs> and my family was like in, my family was a cracker barrel once twice in like 12 hours so like i'm i'm all about like the non-stop hit up of places but uh it was it was a little jarring it's unsustainable long term it's unsustainable for your two <laughs> young children <laughs> she goes i need a diet coke from sonic and that was literally me in high school i crave diet coke vanilla diet coke with extra vanilla from sonic is truly the devil's treat well also um you know they don't drink so like if they need to get their rocks off by like ooh, we're gonna be bad and go to fast food like we're gonna spike our cholesterol through the fucking roof yeah the husband like what made me think he was a secret freak was he was like i'm gonna get two new tattoos oh yeah he did say that and that's when yeah he maybe he is a little freak he was like freaky. trolling her a little and she was going no no and also when she is we own vita tequila ciudad tequila hola tequila and are currently making a vodka i was like what are these tequila i've never heard of you any might have of heard of it brands. she also goes and we're working on a vodka like currently the camera zoomed in. making a vodka but like i love like hola tequila Vida tequila, Ciudad tequila. It's like these are non like why three? And she goes, Some people might care that I'm a Mormon and I own liquor stores, but that's good for them because I don't. And I was like, All right. Okay. Seems Get weird, that. but 
get that money, I guess. From yeah. Ola Tequila. Ciudad Tequila. And vodka. But so she owns like a luxury marketing company too. And apparently she's the queen of Sundance. Yeah. So I guess she works with like lots of different chic brands and then just like lords over Sundance. Yeah. And if you want to get anywhere in life in Park City during Sundance, you better kiss the ring. You better kiss Lisa's. You better kiss her. T- Sonic you, <laughs> you better bring her a Route 44 Vanilla Diet Grease. Coke or kiss prepare to ring. not get in to hide. <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted me undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with me undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at me undies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com/sexy. That's meundies.com/sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Jen visits Beauty Lab. Oh, right. And her camo jacket with a fur collar is life to me. There's a theme on this episode of Everyone's Afraid of Glands. There's a very anti-gland stance on <laughs> Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And no Jen goes in to get her, her sweat glands like removed. No, she goes in to have Botox in her armpits, which just means you won't sweat out of your armpits anymore. Oh, right, 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 right. But right. my big question is, where does the sweat go? Does it just, like, how does that work? I'm intrigued because I'm a heavy sweater as well. Me too. And that looked like a great option. But I I'm like, get it. where does it go after that? So Here. someone please answer that question. But yeah. truly, gland, and gland Jen, heads. <laughs> gland heads, gland hive, make yourself known and let me let us know what the what the deal is. Jen gets all the treatments at Beauty Lab and like even invents new treatments. And I love like, I think that Jen doesn't really have a business. No, I think that I think- her business is now she's like forming it and like it's going to oh. be parties or whatever. Yeah. But I really think that she is just like, like a kind of trying to establish herself as this like wealthy tastemaker woman, which I love because she has a lot of time to just get procedures, right. which is truly all I ever yeah. want in life is time to yeah. get procedures, but time and money Jen, to get for them. I think. I forgot someone meant, told me that Jen's husband is potentially was a uh, malpractice lawyer before okay. he became. So maybe he has like because you make so much money when you do that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah. Heather and Jen are like. Their besties. Yeah. yeah. And Jen reveals that she wants to throw Meredith a birthday party. Mm hmm. She's. Um, and then I love Heather goes, I don't know, because Meredith is really elegant. And it shows these like pictures of like elegant Meredith. And I was like, lol. But yeah. love Jen throwing Meredith a party she never asked for that turns out not to really be a party for her at all. Now, Jen's apparently known for her like out- outrageous parties, like with male strippers and just like lots of sexy elements. Yeah. She kind of has Lisa Vanderpump energy a little bit. Mm-hmm. She also later when we see her party, there are maybe fifteen people there. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> well, it's she, like 
Mm-hmm. It's at her chalet. She has two homes. So, so it's at her chalet. Is, so maybe her chalet was so big the party looked small because yeah. or it was like, just far to get to for people yeah. in Salt Lake. Um so then we meet Whitney. Mm-hmm. So Whitney What's, is Heather's youngest cousin or younger cousin. Her tagline is This Rose isn't afraid to handle a little prick, which I loved. Yeah, that was good. Rose uh, Whitney has a rose tattoo on her back upper back. She's obsessed with roses. She is, we see her, we first meet her, she's walking down the aisle. She's like Mm -hmm. in a wedding dress in her backyard by a frozen pond, like a man-made pond, one of those like big big mansion developments. And she's getting remarried to her husband. They're renewing their vows. She's been married to her husband, Justin, for 10 years. And he's scary. He He looks like hereditary. He looks like the smiling guy in hereditary. He's a little bit scary, but I kind of like him, too. They met having a torrid affair when they were both married to other people. And they was, she's 18 years younger than him. And they met working at an office together and then embarked on an affair that no one approved of. She got pregnant. And when she was five months pregnant, they got married. And then I guess they were kicked out of the Mormon church because they both got divorced to marry each other. And everyone was like, these whores. But then now, 10 years later, they're laughing it up. And they're like, ha-ha. Yeah, I liked their vibe. I liked I liked their energy. I liked what Whitney was bringing. She's kind of giving, like, I've been through it all. And I'm going to laugh at it all now. She is a real, sell- like, Mary from Selling Sunset vibe. But, like, when mm-hmm. Mary, like, gets therapy and her, she's feeling, like, more confident, like, that's, like, Whit- she'll be Whitney. Yeah, they're crazy about each other. They seem like a real love match. Mm-hmm. and my favorite moment was like the random cousin that stopped her on the stairs at the after party and was like yeah. hey i'm really sorry like i really thought you guys wouldn't last but you did and so i was wrong and she goes thank you thank you i was like that was a real like family like a one of those weird family moments and when he just goes thank you <laughs> And then she goes, yeah, like, she goes, everyone, she basically is like, I, we reinvited everyone because now everyone like gets it and like the story's changed now. So everyone, I think the family's like put aside their Mormon, um, at least to her face. Yeah. They're like, you are both sluts, but you're not like, but you're the fun evil, yeah, you're not the evil sluts we once thought you were. I just love that they're having it in their house and like she goes up and changes into like lululemon like <laughs> spandex and she changes like, into biking. workout clothes and like hits the, her little stripper pole in front of all her girlfriends and heather goes i'm losing my mind <laughs> just, like, it was cute it was cute i was like this their wedding looked really cold they're freezing oh heather was wearing like a full white fur yeah i mean it's utah in like the winter but they Every seem like time they're outside, out. even like when they're indoor, outdoor, there's like you can see their breath. Like it's like frigid mountain time. Yeah. It looks like a fun wedding, though. Yeah. Happy for them. Um, um, Jen goes driving with her personal assistant, Stuart. And I just wrote, assistant. is he OK? Um, <laughs> I don't think Stuart's gay. No, but I'm like. like What's his deal? What's his deal? He's her personal and business assistant. She has three assistants and he's her first. And 
she says that he knows everything from when her period's coming to like getting her tampons for her. Part of me is like, is Jen one of those people that just like has money and assistance but doesn't really ever do anything and she just needs like to berate an older man? Like, because she literally just like verbally abuses him. He seems a little cucky. Yeah. Like cuckle. He likes it. Like he's there for it. He's literally like 48 years. He might be like in his 50s. I wrote gay or sad. Yeah. Is he? I was thinking, I was like, is he closeted? Is he like one of those Mormons who can't like fully come out, but like Jen knows he's gay? Is he Mormon though? I don't know. I don't think he, I actually think he's just like, he's just like this like older guy that like is obsessed with her. He just like wants to be in proximity to glamour. Yeah. He's like, all my life, all I've wanted is like a glamorous to see some like shred of glamour. And then Jen came waltzing into town and he was like, this is my ticket. And so now he's like, it's, he's taking what he can get. Okay. I'm excited to learn more about Stuart because we're going to, we're going to. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Jen is asking him about all the party details and he mentions a big diamond ice sculpture. And I was like, immediately went to like Denise vibes when she threw her birthday party. in Yeah. That was so weird. I was like, what, is it the same like tequila company? Then I started thinking like what tequila company was that that like Denise like someone sponsored that? And then it was like, was it one of like Lisa's three tequila com- like I, was, are I literally became that math woman meme looking at like all the numbers. <laughs> That's me every day. Waking up to <laughs> No, I think I I think ice sculptures are like a sign of something is off ice sculptures are like truly they're satanic in nature i I will never like one i will never be okay with one and i will like i did an ice luge once and that was fun but i don't like ice stuff i think i wouldn't do an ice luge i think that that that's beneath me but i also never i never got to (laughs) i never got to invited to anywhere where there was an ice luge i I think it's just i'm a jealous hater i'm a jealous hater yeah, no, it's um, it's all me, but I love an ice sculpture. I'll be real and honest. I don't. The they country me club like, girl and me. Mm, yeah, you love that. An, I live for like a huge over the top floral arrangement and an ice sculpture. Mm-hmm. And that's just a little bit about me. My family at one time on Christmas Eve, we went to we our family, our extended family didn't come um, because I think that <laughs> none of them were talking to us. So I think um we went to like this Italian, like it was like a famous old South Jersey, like, You're like we restaurant went to slash, slash lounge. It was sort of like, <laughs> but it was like a less nice brownstone. And I remember they had like meatballs bubbling and there was an ice <gasps> sculpture. And I remember feeling kind of sad, but so I maybe equate that with. Everyone like, has their own relationships to ice sculptures, honestly. Mm hmm. I just want like beautiful ice sculpt. Like I would love to just walk outside my apartment one day and then just mm-hmm. see like ice sculptures everywhere. Well, maybe someday that'll happen. If I ever get married and decide to have like a massive wedding, there will be an ice sculpture. Yeah. As trashy as that is. No. Um, um Lisa and Meredith are besties 
Yeah, they're the same person. They are literally switched at birth twins. There's this part where Lisa's like, everyone says we look alike, and everyone asks if we're related. And there's one point where Lisa and Jen are like walking around, or Meredith are walking around Meredith's home, and they both stop and go, <laughs> I couldn't tell them apart like the first time I watched the show. I was like, who are they? Like, what are they doing? They're literally like of the same zygote. Mm hmm. So Meredith is having them over and then Jen joins them and Jen gets out of her car wearing <laughs> stilettos and right. Yeah. Like strappy stilettos in strappy stilettos from the heavens. banks of snow. Mm-hmm. She is. I, her, I took a video of it. It's that video changed me. The music of when she gets out and like stomps through the snow. I'll play it. terminator honestly that's like when the beat drops at the rave or like the Mm -hmm. song changes at the rave and you're just truly taken on like a total twist journey was Mm -hmm. her getting out of the car and the music that they had to that it's power when you get out of a car in like six inch strappy stilettos in a blizzard you mean business you mean business and no one is gonna fuck with you Mm -hmm. except maybe these women yeah so uh the three of them kind of have like a little like girl hang they have some drinks and they start talking about the party that jen's gonna throw meredith yeah and and jen asks if lisa remembers heather from i guess heather and lisa went to college together and then lisa says that she's like doesn't remember heather at all but she heard that she was like honor code wet and like flashed people she was a good time girl she was a good time girl Did they go to like brigham young or something they went to brigham young which like is that a real college remember in georgia rule when at least lindsey lohan goes to brigham young and like those girls want to like (laughs) (laughs) shame her georgia rule is a mormon classic (laughs) is it pro-mormon or anti-mormon it's like Lindsay is living with Jane Fonda, who's not Mormon, like her grandmother in, in this Utah town, and she's surrounded by Mormons. Oh, I didn't even know there was like a Mormon undercurrent in mm-hmm. Georgia rule. Gar- mm-hmm. well, uh, it's a wild, a wild wait, fucking movie. This is like some sister material like that you can watch. Like it's if, a good, uh, if it's we a were good, teaching uh, a college course on the syllabus, we would say Georgia please rules. watch Georgia rule. It's a, a spiritual prequel. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't realize. Was Georgia Rule just like underwritten or like exec produced by the Mormon church? It's directed by Gary Mar. It's it's a truly, Gary Marshall joint, but it's like. did someone- I don't know where it came from because it's one of the wildest. Felicity Huffman in one of her most unhinged roles of all time. Um, someone pointed out recently that all three stars of that movie have been to jail, which I love. <gasps> true um Jane Jailbirds great. only it was Lindsay. i think it was like her last big that was like when it last... all came crashing down for her because the head of like the studio or the production company that she that was like producing the movie wrote that note that basically said like you never show up to work on time you need to get your shit together and like publish it at yeah. large do you remember that that like ruined her career it did and i think Jane Fonda was having to do like 
come to Jesus moments with her. All, several, like she would always have to be like, Lindsay, get your shit together. Like Felicity had no time for her. Yeah, Felicity's like, I'm literally planning on doing a huge scam to get my daughters into college. So I'm just like trying to lay groundwork for my own illegal activity. Like, I can't take you on. And then Lindsay was beginning her descent into the Federation. Yeah. The, the descent was, that would lead her into the Federation's open yeah. arms. I think it was probably Lindsay's like last role that paid like five mil. And mm-hmm. then she was like her last like A-list paycheck was probably Georgia Rule. But it's a great, it's actually a good movie and it's deeper than you think, but it's a wild movie and I can't recommend it enough. And, but there's a part at Brigham Young that's wild. Wow. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. A true Venn diagram moment. Um, but so yeah, Heather mentioned before with Jen that she and Lisa were like friends in college. So she's like known her for years socially and like they used to hang and go to parties together. And then Lisa just completely Mariah carries her and is like, I don't know her. I love I don't know her but maybe I do know her and she was like this whore that I think I might have known <laughs> yeah good, and like and Jen was kind girl. of like uh, mm-hmm. hmm. Hmm. I like I that Jen was so. kind of like very obvious like on Heather's side mm-hmm. she was like no nah. then we meet Mary <sighs> okay guys the last housewife Mary they save the best for last, honestly. Mary is the crown jewel of Utah. Mary's bringing you Daniel Staub plus Camille season one energy and I plus Allison Dubois. Mm-hmm. Her fashion journey is truly sick. Like, she's going to turn out look she's, after look. I'm obsessed with her looks. But also, I have a theory that, like... So, okay, wait. What is Mary's... First, what's her tagline? Because I couldn't understand what she was saying. I love God, but I'll read you like a scripture. Okay, I love that. Mary kind of looks like um, she's had a complete facial reconstructive surgery. Like mm-hmm. she's her face is very skeletal. Um, she wears like all designer clothes and only designer goods. A little much. It's a little much on much. It's a but little it's too much, really, but it's like, but I love it. I want to see yeah, it. Yeah. I love this jacket because it makes me feel good. Not because it's Dolce & Gabbana. We meet her. She's meeting Whitney. They're buds. They're having a, a little lunch together. And Mary arrives in a, what is this jacket? Is that Versace? I think it's yeah. a Versace jacket or like parka and yellow right. tights and a sparkly beret. And loads of like gold jewelry. So she is a like the high priestess of her own Pentecostal church that like she started in Utah. And it's called the Temple of Faith. The Temple of Faith. And I think that in her religion, she or like she's made an edict for herself that she's not allowed to wear to show her legs because or her leg skin. Cause she's always wearing like tights that you not even like hose like she's even when she's at that party and maybe it's just because it's cold and it's winter time or whatever and she doesn't want her little legs to get cold but i think it's like more about being like a chaste thing than like or conservative thing than it is about so guys mary is like a very mary is sort of like a gift from like something like she's mary may or may not be paymon Mary maybe will save housewives from being boring. Yeah. 
So she's she. Also... <laughs> Wait. Okay. So I just need to, we need to go over a few things. So Mary is the first lady of her church. Her husband is the pastor, and this oh, is like a this the... is a speaking. She's the first. So she's like the second. She's like they're like the oh. king and queen of their church. Okay. Did he invent this church? So, okay. So. This is like the kind of like they're speaking in tongues at this church. Like we see yeah. a quick shot of Mary sort of at the it's pulpit. Like Pente- speaking in yeah, tongues. like a Pentecostal like. So Mary is married to her step grandfather mm-hmm. who and I read. Did I send you that link? I don't think so. Uh, OK, someone sent me a listener sent me a Reddit link that was all about Mary and like the, the realty on her church. <laughs> wait, no, I want to read. Oh, wait, we so did. I don't know. If Mary. I Hang on. So here's the deal. I'm going to do a quick like Tell me, key. tell me the rundown. Blow my fucking mind. So Mary her grandmother and this guy her that's not her biological grandfather, but her grandmother and him were the original pastor and first lady. They started this church together. It's like a full Pentecostal like revivalist like, you know, speaking in tongues kind of church. Mm-hmm. And they've been he's been in that position. He's basically like worshiped as a god like he's worshiped as god like Within god is their church yeah his church his followers see him as god and they see they did see mary's grandmother as god but then she died and she had it in her will according to them that if anything should happen to her early that he should marry one of her granddaughters so mary's mother is her daughter they have a bunch of kids and i guess when she died he and mary started fucking and she, he came to all of her children, his stepchildren, and said, do I have permission to marry Mary? And her, Mary's mother said, fuck no. Everyone else agreed. So everyone Mary's else said mother, yes, like go for it. Everyone else said, like, go for it, marry her. Mary's mother, not only did she not agree, she left the church, took like half the followers with her and started a new church where she is also worshipped as God. <laughs> queen honestly get a camera on her because we need it so mary is like basically a cult leader and she according to this it's allegedly i'm not yeah. gonna according to this alleged, like reddit deep not, dive <laughs> it's a reddit who fucking knows that this person is just like a bitter person but according to this person mary is a cult leader and she um like they all have a lot of the income of their followers go to them personally, like their wealth. So they're very wealthy. It's kind of like a scam. It sounds like according to this person, Fantastic. And Mary left for three years, according to this person, allegedly left and came back and had a new face. She went Whoa. to New York cause she had some sort of ailment that her grandmother also suffered. Mm-hmm. And when she came back, according to this person allegedly had a new face. <laughs> Boss anyway, bitch moves. So Mary is married to her grandfather and the whole everyone in the area knows about it and they all think it's fucking weird. Mary is when you're married to your grandfather, anything you say, like you actually can't make an argument about anything because it always will come back to you're married to your fucking grandpa. So like you can't actually tell me shit They're But they're they don't give a shit. No, Mary says they'll get over it. Just digest it. And I wrote, <laughs> will they, though? Who will get a? I mean, I guess like her family got over it pretty quick. Not her mom. Not her mom. But like, but will anyone truly get over this? I think that she's about to find out that most people won't get over it. No, it's going to be, it's clearly going to be a theme. 
Like you're but married Whitney's to your not, grandpa. Whitney's over it. Whitney doesn't. Whitney is literally like doesn't care, yeah. and I she's she a non-judgmental care. friend. She's like kind of. I think Mar- Whitney's a little. In, I think she she likes Mary because Mary's kind of wild. And I think Whitney might be looking for like a new like reli- like Whitney could be sucked into like a Nexium kind of vibe. Because well, Mary, Mary is say, also trying to get Whitney to come to her church and like see how she feels about it. And Whitney is like, sure, I'll go. I mean, we'll see. But I feel like she could be sucked in. So yeah, Mary's amazing. She's going to have great zingers. She's like already like she comes out with some like real blows. Like she's she comes out with a bang. Like she's she's guns blazing. Like well, she's feuding with Jen because they used to be friends. They bonded then- over their love of fashion. Yeah, but then Mary one day said that Jen smelled like a hospital. And we find out that Mary, Jen and Mary were going to meet for dinner. And Jen went to dinner to meet up with Mary. And she had just come from the hospital where her aunt was getting both of her legs amputated. And when she went to hug Mary, Mary almost puked and like freaked out because jen smelled like a hospital and mary couldn't take the smell and she was like you smell like hospital like i actually can't and then jen was like how dare you say this to me like i just my aunt just had both her legs amputated and so that caused a total fissure in their relationship that they have yet to recover from these this argument mary has no like she's not remorseful at all about what she said no and she's like not only that she's like doubles down on it and is like i have a thing about hospitals and I just don't like it. And the smell like triggers me because I've been, I've died on the hospital table twice. Well, we'll get to that because she shares her story later, but she kind of like foreshadows like she and hospitals have a dark history. And so when she smells a hospital, like she, it takes her to a place of nuka and she has to set a boundary somewhere. And unfortunately Jen smelled like a hospital. So like, what was she going to do? So Jen's on the outs. Yeah. But Whitney's but she like, isn't invited. Yeah, Whitney's like, I shouldn't be telling you this, but I just got a text. But uh, Jen has invited me to Meredith's birthday party, and she told me not to tell anyone. And then Mary goes, oh, I'm probably not invited. And then she gets a text, and she is invited. She goes, that's funny. Didn't think I would be. Meanwhile, at the Shaw Chalet, Jen is getting ready for the party of the century. And... <laughs> Jen is ordering around her staff with a reverb microphone. With a children's reverb microphone. She has three assistants. They're all terrified except Stuart, who's just like cool as a cucumber because he he knows where the bodies are buried. But everyone else is like, she has like a whole team there for this event. They're turning it into Studio 54. (laughs) Quotes. And she's ordering people literally going, okay, 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 you, 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 over there, over there, over there. <laughs> she goes, everyone, everyone, to the office, office, office. <laughs> she's flying by the seat of her pants, I think. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, she's just pushing a Swiffer around in, like, high-heeled spiky Louboutins. And I was like, mm-hmm. you're a goddess. She is. We don't know. Allegedly, the party is for Meredith, as we said, but we know this party is actually for Jen. This party is 1000% for Jen. Like, nothing about this party says Meredith. Not even like the step and repeat. Yeah, they build a says, huge, like, like, happy birthday, Meredith. No, the step and repeat says Shaw. It Shaw says Shaw Chalet. Chalet. 
They have like they have one of those like tunnels, which I love. Those like harp <sighs> white tunnels. I love. That we yeah, it was really like Elton John's Oscar party has those, and it was like giving me Elton John fabulosity. And so Heather comes over to like get ready at Jen's chalet and Jen tells her that Lisa said that she doesn't remember her slash she was a good time girl. And this infuriates Heather. Yeah. Heather's just like, I don't understand why you would like not only lie, but like be say something that's like not true. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like that. Well, I guess those are the same things. Lying and saying something that's not true. <laughs> I don't understand why you would lie, but also the, have the audacity to say something that's totally untrue. So she's just like, I don't, she's like, it's clearly we knew, like, I knew her. Like, we, I can, like, I have proof. Like, she's yeah. like, she doesn't understand why Lisa would go so far on, on the lying spectrum. Yeah, because Heather's like, I was a virgin until I got married. And then she works herself up into a frenzy and she goes, I would have loved to have been a good time girl in college. I would have loved to go to a real school and been in a real sorority. Like, she goes in and I was like, damn, she really was like, all these peak college experiences were ripped from Heather's fingers. Yeah. She's not a good time fucking girl. But I like that Jen immediately told her. Yeah, it was a best friend. Jen's loyal. Yeah. Then we got to Brooks, who has now become his family's gay servant, just doing the parental, like, he. Bidding. His, yeah. Like, so Seth has had Brooks arrange all these roses and candles for Meredith's birthday, and he's FaceTiming. Because he's not going to be there. And he's FaceTiming with Brooks, and Brooks is like, Are you coming home to be here? And he's like, No. And then he shows him like all the roses and then Seth gets off the phone with him right when Meredith comes home. Yeah. It was a little like, it was sad. Like he was like, you would think that he could just jaunt home for her 48th birthday. Yeah. Also I was like, who's going to clean up all the shit? Cause it's literally like it's rose petals like everywhere for like and- nothing. Yeah. He's like, uh, she's like right here. And you want to talk to her? He's like, he's no, like no, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when Meredith comes in the door, even she's like, oh, it's so pretty. It was just like a weird it's like I think they're trying to have their storyline be like we're separating. So we're going to just see that through on this mm-hmm. season. But that's not stopping them from like pretending like they have to like do the pretend we're together like last shred of the relationship kind of act. It was like a real like man like oh a woman will like this mm-hmm. like sh- she'll love her house to be completely flooded with road like when in reality i'm sure like she probably was like that's a lot of shit to have removed yeah like my I nice home want to just sit and watch tv but <laughs> i have to work and like, now i have to like vacuum. brooks <laughs> Brooks. brooks brooks is like i'm gonna have to clean this shit up no he brooks is absolutely gonna have to clean it up had to he's lay not. it all out there and he's gonna have to clean it up when the day's over she's and like, he wow. goes he hugs meredith and he goes she goes wow this is pretty and he goes it's from your husband my father <laughs> and i just wrote brooks come to la 
I know. <laughs> you need to get into a city. Like, get out, get out of Utah. Go back to Chicago. Go back to Chicago. Maybe go to New York. Go to L.A. Like, he's, you got to get out of Utah. He's an L.A. gay, I think. Yeah, he seems L.A. gay to me. I feel like he could really find his place out here. Mm-hmm. And then Utah's only a hop, skip, and a jump away. It's a really short flight or drive. And, like, you could go see your mom whenever, but, like, you got to get out. If you come to L.A., look us up. We'll, like... Yeah, we'll we'll take you to dinner. Yeah, we'll take you to pump. Maybe <laughs> Meredith is... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Meredith needed him at home because she could only do the show if she had Brooks. Maybe. I'm excited he- to see where their relationship goes, but I need Brooks, like... I hope that this Brooks saves himself. It's kind of next level having a gay child. None of them have had gay children that we know. No one's had an openly gay kid. Mm-mm. Chic. Um, Meredith Seth- and her husband talk and he's like, hey, baby, like, you know, do you like it? And she's like, yeah, it would have been nice to have you here, but it's cool. He's like, you're a year older than me now. Bleh. Trolls her for being an old hag. And then I just wrote, they're headed for destruction. Like, yeah, this she goes, is... She goes, I hate when you do that to me. Mm-hmm. I guess he's like a few months younger than her. He does it every year. He trolls <laughs> her. And she's like, oh, this is like, let's pretend that we still have, like, intimacy. The party is about to begin, and everyone's arriving to walk the red carpet tunnel, and you see Meredith and Brooks, and she's making Brooks zip her up, and I was just like, oh, lol, dying. <laughs> Yeah, so Brooks is her date to the party, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's zipping mommy up in her beautiful dress. Also, I'm like, is this my future where my gay son just sticks around forever and I'm like, zip me up in my feather dress? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that. One time when I was when I was a kid, I got my mom a Heart of the Ocean necklace at the Secret oh. Santa shop when t- it was like right after Titanic came out and it was like oh. plastic and I... My mom was getting ready for a Christmas party, and I was like, you have to wear this. And she was like, oh, like, let me go with my outfit. And I was like, please. So she went, okay, and she put it on for me and then took it off in the car. <laughs> but I was like, mom, you need, I was like, I was like helping her. I thought you were going to say you gave it to her, like how Billy Zane gives Kate Winslet, where he's like, close your eyes, and then like, puts no, it around her neck. No, I gave it to her, I gave it to her, like, for, it was like after, it was like, I gave it to her, like, before, and then I was like, are you going to wear it? Aww. I, like, wanted her to wear it. But I felt, I kind of felt Brooks, I felt his vibe in that moment. Yeah. My little gay son who buys me the heart of the ocean. That's like truly all I've ever asked for. She was like, and I liked her answer. Oh, honey, it doesn't go with my outfit. Yeah, that's real. I'm like, try again. I love like neutral, neutral diamonds. I really only wear silver jewelry. Yeah. So just for next time. But love this. It's super cute. I'll wear it in the car. Out to the car. Um, (laughs) So they go to the party. They walk down the red carpet. There's some real characters arriving at this party. There's a woman who looks kind of like Betsy Johnson, who has like platinum blonde hair with bangs that we cut to like multiple times. And I was like, who is she? Like, I need to know more. I like Heather's entrance. Mm -hmm. Heather walked solo down the red carpet. And then she went, ooh, this is 
so nice in here and then some hot guys so, so jen has like a bunch of like male basically like male strippers with like mm-hmm. insane bodies passing out drinks and this one guy's passing out champagne when you get there and then heather goes hmm she goes hi what's your name i'm heather <laughs> so I just Heather's love. on the fucking prowl she's she horned is. up and ready to go she is and i love it um there's also like a white hat lady that mm-hmm. i was really intrigued by Heather goes into where Jen's getting ready and this woman walks in who kind of gave me Sarah Winchester vibes who, if you don't remember, she was in Real Housewives of Orange County when Heather Dubrow was on and she had a party at her house and she had a giant cake and Sarah Winchester like was a friend of, uh, was it Gretchen or Alexis Bellino? One of those flops. And she, <laughs> um, she like took, there was something Heather had this like intricate thing on top of the cake and Sarah just took it off and ate it uh, before like impulsively and then was like I can do what I want she just gave me those vibes yeah this Sarah this woman's name is also Sarah no she and comes she in is on another cake. planet <laughs> she walks in holding a giant box going Woo. she's happy birthday to whose birthday is it and then she was like it's your birthday though and jen was like it's not my birthday she goes my birthday's in october but she was like what i'm confused and i just wrote need more sarah (laughs) we need more sarah and then we need more carrie who we'll get later yeah we'll get to carrie very like very soon but like sarah is a must because it cuts her like later and she's Still, like, serving up, like, kind of confused Sarah energy. Happy birthday to... Whose birthday is it again? She does, like, baby voice, like, hot baby voice. And she, like, she is one of those women that's, like, like a Barbie, but teetering around on her heels that could just, like, teeter over at any time. Mm-hmm. So she's both, like, fragile and hot and, like, an airhead. <laughs> she's definitely... She's, like, three children stacked on top of each other. Yeah, she literally is three 12-year-old girls <laughs> that were, like, we want to be on this show that our mom watches all the time. And they, like, decided <laughs> to dress up as a person and, like, show up in Salt Lake City. They got on, like, uh! Reddit message boards to figure out how to get invited to this party and then became, like, part of the scene. Yeah. And they were, like, maybe mommy um, will pay attention to us now that we're on TV. <laughs> that is Sarah. On the, She's on the TV. wobbling. Yeah. How she manages to stand is beyond. Um, the rest of the the rest of the ladies arrive. Um, mm-hmm. Meredith and Brooks arrive, and they like kind of they clock the Shaw's chalet thing, and <laughs> Meredith is kind of like cool. Like, yeah, we, Meredith gets it. She knows she's not getting her like it's not really about her tonight. It's kind of nice though, like when someone has a party yeah, on great. your birthday. Like I had a friend that did that for me one time, where it was like it began as my birthday party but then just turned into like a house party rave and i was like i wasn't mad at it i was like this yeah i've had that before too it's yeah really i think it's nice it takes all the pressure off of you to like yeah. do anything and then you just get to like party yeah meredith and jen have similar outfits on mm-hmm. which i loved yeah that pink they're really having a fuchsia moment and then lisa arrives and her fur is just draped around her shoulders which is a real power move it's a rachel zoe throwback Mm -hmm. 
And it just is a super cut of her going, love your jacket, love your cane, love your hat, love your hair, love your whole everything to like, she just goes, works the room. I love, love your cane. Love your cane. (laughs) Love that. Love your cane. Um, Mary arrives. I just wrote Mary is living on the edge of sanity as we know it. Yeah. She might be almost like a one season housewife. I think she could prove to be too much like, like a supernova. Cause yeah, Danielle but, Staub only could last as a main housewife for two seasons. It could be that kind of situation. I think we could get two really good seasons, but I would worry for the franchise once Mary's out because yeah. she, she ha- is a, she's a chaos agent. There's no rhyme or reason to anything that she does. But it works. It works. And she, I love she's just like dressed in Valentino from head to toe. Incredible. In a white tight. Yeah. And she is making jokes. She disapproves, I think, of like the sexy oh, yeah. caterer guys. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want pubic hair in my food. <laughs> Am I right? And she's like, I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> They're like blinking. They were like, whoa. Then it's like there are literally 15 people at this huge yeah. party that she moved all the furniture out of her house for and like had it redone. I was like, you or it's could. just so big. We can't see everyone. Or I or, really think that there's 10 people there. No, Laura. I also it's think early in the Heather, night. Well, no, Heather also says at more at parties like this, Mormons kind of hide so they can party. <gasps> so are they so hiding? I think they're actually might have been a lot more people there that didn't want to be on camera. They're just like pocket Mormons hiding yeah, in the rafters. Because she, she's like, this is people who aren't Mormon, like get blackout. And the people who are Mormon are like hiding in the, in the wings, like chugging. So bizarre. Right. I'm ready to catch some like Mormons in the act. The camera crew <laughs> goes on a fucking rampage, just throwing back curtains. And there's just like a group of like 30 Mormons just yeah. sharing, like just like passing, passing around below. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's passing literally like pay. the final scene of like the shining where the, every room is like something crazy happening, yeah. like throw in a door and some guys blowing another guy. And like, it just in is a bear like bedlam in a bear yeah. costume. Yeah. <sighs> then we have some, a moment where some dancers come out, some like Tongan dancers and Jen yeah. says she flew them in from Tonga because she wanted to incorporate her heritage into Meredith's birthday party. <laughs> Don't they ask her like, what is this party about? They go, how did, how do your Tongan dancers relate to Meredith's birthday? And she goes, she goes well, my Tongan dancers relate to Meredith's birthday. They don't. They don't. At all. It's for me. <laughs> but Love. she, this, I was trying to think this party is probably a couple hundred thousand. Yeah, it looks very expensive. Again, where is the money people coming out? Like, where is it coming from? But yeah. we're going to find that out, I think. Um, then here's the big moment of truth where Lisa and Heather are finally going to maybe say hi to each other. And Heather's standing waiting to receive Lisa. And Lisa breezes past her and goes, Hi, how's it going? Good to see you. And then walks off, like, without even kind of making, like, eye contact or like stopping to even yeah. really say hello she gives heather her the is, ultimate blow off heather is furious yeah she looks like she's about to cry 
it was mean it was mean don't fuck with another like, like that i've always wanted to do that though i feel like i've probably done that i've i've pulled a lisa on some people before hi hi um, well and then heather says something about like oh she's like those second what is it second tier or second wave mormons mm-hmm. we're like she's basically saying like does she look down on me because i'm divorced or like yeah is that i think i think it might i think it's like some she's like i think lisa looks down on me because i'm not really like in the church anymore damn so it's like more of like a religious thing even and i think it's. i think she basically had i think heather was trying to say like sometimes the people who come into it later in life are more hardcore than like the people who were born into it wow then mary and jen have a moment to try and clear the air on their feud (laughs) clear that that er air and it really doesn't go well because it was horribly jen's like it was really fucked up that you said that i smelled like a hospital that day not so long ago and mary tries to explain she says she she had surgery to get her odor glands removed which is that a thing i don't know but but there's a war on glands in salt lake city you're now we're now on the front row Front lines yeah. of the war on glands. And she says, she said, I had surgery to get my odor glands removed and they lost me twice on the dining table. And I was like, on the, on the dining table? I'm like, <laughs> where was this surgery? Were you in your literally like, di- like what is going on on the dining it was, table? It was performed in their church reception area they're like they lost me twice because we actually just did it at home on the dining room table because we don't believe in modern medicine that actually makes more sense now that i think about it that it was perhaps done in the home so then when but then that could kind of make sense because when she she smelled a hospital she's mad that she wasn't at the hospital and she was actually just on her dining room table getting a gland removal surgery or she just has i mean people are very phobic of hospitals in general so maybe she just has like such a strong maybe she had to go aversion. to the hospital and she hates hospitals because of her religion and so when they lost her doing this at home dining room gland removal she ended up in the hospital and she's so traumatized from having to go to a place there's a lot of things that aren't adding up about her history her Hate, well, I, I understand a hatred of hospitals and hospital smell, but Mary's specific journey and backstory and origin story for her hospital hatred is extremely sus. But I would like to know. I would like to know what was this surgery? Where did this surgery take place? Who performed it? And how did you die during it twice? Dying twice is, is incredible. Did she see heaven? Did she did meet she God? See, did God yeah. tell her that she was doing right by him? And did God congratulate her for marrying her grandfather? Did he? Did he <laughs> say you're doing? You're doing. You're right. Out of all, she, you guys are right. Did she die and go to heaven? And then God was like, "You're fucked up for marrying your grandfather." And then she came back alive and was like, "Fuck!" And then died again to go back to heaven. And he was like, "JK, bitch, like I love it. You're amazing." And then she was like, "Cool." And then went back down. <laughs> Very ancient. I love it. It's like old, old school. school. Just yeah. go for it. He's, you're not related. Yeah. yeah. He was. They'll digest it. They'll get over it. She was. Yeah. Thank you. Blood is thicker than water. You don't have blood. 
You got to take care of him. Who else is going to take care of him? Yeah. Go for Get it. Get back down there. If more people married their step-grandparents, I think the world would be a better place. And she's like, I have to write that. She's like, I have to write that down. Yeah. I'm going to start saying that at church. And he's oh, like, and one other it. thing, apparently, in this Reddit thing was that she decides who, who can date each other and marry each other in her <gasps> church. Which is, that's, that's according very, to that, allegedly. Vanguard. Very, Joan, very Jonestown. Yeah. She is the vanguard of Salt Lake City. She is. Mm-hmm. This is all alleged, guys. I don't know this for sure. Just it's on Reddit. It's whatever. Um. So, so then she's like, she's like, I didn't. She starts saying like, uh, how does Jen, it come up? How does Carrie come up? So Jen says, Jen is like, Mary goes, Jen's like, yeah, you said I smelled like hospital, and she goes, I said it smelled like hospital. Or someone's like, then Mary is unclear on what she said. And then Jen was like, yeah, you did say that. And then she goes, oh, what? Jen goes, yeah, you said that in front of me and Carrie. Like you said that in front of both of us. And then Mary goes, was Carrie there that night? And Jen goes, yeah. And then Mary goes, where's Carrie? Where's Carrie? Where's Carrie? Where's Carrie? That's me. Whenever (laughs) That's me on a regular basis. Yeah. Where's Where's Carrie? Where's Carrie? Yeah, when that's, something that's funny like, happens. That's like my friend when I would be at like a rave or something, and I'd mm-hmm. go to find drugs. Where's Carrie? Where's Carrie? <laughs> Where's Carrie? So Mary calls Carrie over to the couch, and Carrie Carrie's ready down. to go. Yeah, and Mary goes, "Did I say it's you smelled like hospital?" And then Carrie leans in and she goes, "Yes, you absolutely did." <laughs> Yes. She leans the fuck in and goes, yes, you absolutely told me. And you said that. And and I was there and you said it in front of me and I was there. And then, but then Mary goes, I sure did say it. So she asked that. I was like, this woman's a genius for fighting like this because she is truly like, what, like, what is the argument? I don't understand. And there's no, the tactic is so strange. The tactic is strange because she goes, did I say this? And then they get, did I, be honest, like, did I say this? And you, wait, I'm going to be Mary and you be Carrie. Did I say this thing? Yes, you absolutely said it. Uh, But I sure did say it. And then, and then it's just like, they're almost pulverized where they can't, they're, they can't move. No one knows what to do next. And then I love, and then. Carrie is like, yeah, you, yeah, you said it. Like you did. You said that we smelled like hospital. And then Mary goes, "Are you done? Because you can leave." When she yeah, called she, her over there, she not only called her, she like called for her. Like she called was like, for "Carrie, her. Carrie," she summoned her to the couch to get involved to say whether or not she said it. Then she Carrie got very involved, and then she went, "Now you can leave. Now you can leave." And then (laughs) real king shit. I'm confused. Like my head is like in a million different places, like trying to understand this. Yes, you absolutely did. Yes, you absolutely did. Actually. Yes, you did. I was there. (laughs) I was. And she's like, clearly like wanted to be on the show. I was there. Carrie had was like briefly coached on like so this we're gonna call you over and then like yeah just she's have like, this uh-oh. conversation. I but took then, an acting like, class in college. Yeah, she's trying to like get make sure she's in the frame. It's like I took no, an acting got, class at BYU. at BYU. I took. I was in the theater. I was in the. I was majoring in the theater at BYU. 
took an online course at BYU. Uh, it was uh, just a six-hour course on online of acting. I've got it. Yes, yes you. Yes, I have. you did. You absolutely said that in front you of me. You absolutely said that in front would, of me. Thank you. <laughs> Are you done? Are you done? You can leave. And they're and all just then, like, what? What? And then it cuts to her marrying a talking head, and she goes, I'm free. Like, I'm freaked out. Yeah, they smell like hospital. Like, why are you even at a hospital? Why is your aunt getting her legs amputated? Like, she that's unhealthy. Like, drink water. Yeah, she goes, she goes, that's on you. She goes, that's your diet. You're not eating right. And she goes, drink some water. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Drink water. You can't go to a place and drink water when someone, I mean, I'm, that's like, it was maybe like a diabetes thing. We don't know. Still, we don't know, but that's a wild position to take after you no. alienated a formerly great friend by telling them they reek of hospital after they, their family member went through like a traumatic surgery. Yeah, Jen's like, she raised me. Like Jen was like, this woman was very important to me. And she, <laughs> I love and, and, and being Mary's like, saying, "Oh my god, oh god, you smell, you smell like hospital." Like that's a crazy behavior. It is. And Mary goes, "I have a dark place with that smell." We know. And so now you went, you went to you went to the afterlife. You went to literally the afterlife where God trolled you and then lolled with you. And then now you're trolling and lolling everyone else that you meet. No one knows what to even make of you. It's, it's the way of God. It's the way of God. She is it's literally carrying out God's plan. Mm-hmm. So then we'll just see where things go from here because it's left on a to be continued. It's really just TBD from here on out. It's incredible, though. Like the show is really bringing it. I, I haven't been this excited about a new franchise since. I first started watching Dallas, but this is better than Dallas. This is really good. I'm in it for Mary. I both fear and respect her, but ultimately fear her. Yeah. But I can't wait to see where she takes us because she is, she is the second coming of Danielle Staub. You also, there's a, we see a preview for the upcoming season and there's a point where they're all like in some kind of costume wear at a dinner and Jen goes, Oh, so you're going to go hang with Mary who married her. grandpa." (laughs) This this is going to be a running theme for, for old Mary. You can't, you can't marry your grandpa. You can't marry your grandpa. You can't. And then have, you can't ever say anything again. When you're marrying a family member, like clueless might've normalized some of that, but that's a little bit different when it's like a hot stepbrother that you don't really. Well, he's not even, and Josh was not related to them anymore. He wasn't ever related. Oh yeah. His his parents were divorced. So they were like not, it's still a little weird. It's still a little weird. It's still weird. Mary's grandfather ra- like knew her when she was a baby. Yeah, there was. A, I saw a photo of Mary. Jen tweeted a photo recently of how it started, how it's going, and it was a photo of Mary and her grandfather when she was a baby, and then them married. No, she's already memeing Mary. Yeah, this feud. Jen, okay, Jen, how it started, how it's going. I love. Did I say that? Be honest. Did I say that? Absolutely. I absolutely did say it. You're right. I did say it. You're right. I did. I love being like, no, I didn't. You did say I that didn't. in front I of me. I really didn't say it. Call Carrie over here because I didn't say it. Was even Carrie did there? That? Did I say Carrie that? There? Was Carrie even there? Carrie, come here. Did I say that? Yeah, I said it. 
Yeah, I said it. I did say that. <laughs> it's almost it's one step above like Trump. Trump, how Trump is like so denying, denying, but he'll just deny it. But Mary mm-hmm. to go from denying to then being like, oh, it absolutely happened in one breath is like a new level of. Yeah, I'm going to try that. My assignment to the listeners this week is try a Mary approach of an argument on someone mm-hmm. just to see how it makes you feel, how it goes, what their um, reaction is, what their reaction is. And I think it's actually like a deep power move. Yeah. Oh, I think mm-hmm. so, too. Of both admitting, of both denying and admitting the same thing. Where can someone even go from there? There's nowhere. And then you try, shut it down. Try saying, hi, hi, how are you? And you can get away with that probably now because you're, you can, you're now everyone's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a cold place, try wearing six inch strappy stilettos on a bank of snow. That's the gen challenge is <laughs> you must walk 50 feet. In you must walk. strappy stilettos through the snow, and I want to see it set to techno music of mm-hmm. you just trudging through the snow, stomp, stomping with purpose through the snow from point A to point B. I'm excited for this season. I'm excited to be on this ride together. I'm so with all excited! Of you. I'm so happy that we're all watching it. It's a mystery to all of us where yeah. this is going. So everyone, we're all in it together. We're all in this together. As many things this. Just like United Against COVID, we're all in mm-hmm. watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City together. And stay tuned because there's another episode of Insatiable Bitch Goddesses coming out on Thursday. You can follow Laura at Lars Marie. Follow Carrie at E. Carrie O. You can write into the Patreon and to the podcast at sexyuniquepodcast at gmail.com. And. If you want bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, etc., go to patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. It's worth it. And it's so worth it. I can't even begin to explain. Love you, Laura. Love you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.